Well, hello, everybody, and welcome out to your Monday night. It is a, a, a wonderful Monday night. It is, it is an exhilarating Monday night. And uh, listen, after the past week where I was like stuck in ice and digging for the last like 24 hours, I'm happy it's Monday night. You were because I don't have to be out digging. You're digging? What? What? Huh? It was I, ice. See, John, Dan, and I have this thing called uh, uh, more than winter season. So it's other seasons than winter. You only have winter. So when we get winter, we move winter out of the walkway, out of the driveway, and go on with life normally. Not not walk over it for the next eight months. Hey, I wish I I get to stand a lot taller at this time of the year. <laughs> He cleans well, the gutters out in the wintertime. That's it. That he's used to, he's used to like you drill through the ice, like and go fishing. But, but we couldn't drill through this ice because there's pavement underneath it. Yeah. yeah I was going to say so. my, if I would have drilled through the ice. I'd have been into my front walkway and I'm like, I don't want to replace that cement. <laughs> yeah. No, I just throw some salt on it and wait an hour. Yeah. Wait an hour. And for us, we throw salt on it and wait till June. And you know yeah. what? We probably would wish we hadn't done that afterwards. You see where I'm going with that? You, you, you wish you would have had it done after what? I I did something that I wish I wouldn't have done. Oh, is that your segue into our topic? <laughs> <laughs> so subtle. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Dan, yeah. Captain Subtle. I tried. To, I tried. tried. I mean, yeah, it works yeah, better than of. I didn't even try. I, I, yeah, I, I, I just usually it. my segue is always my disclaimer. Yeah, that's that's how we usually start <laughs> the show. That is true. So my disclaimer is tonight you have to help me with a certain part when we ask you to help me for it. Those who are watching, because Dan, John, and I can't figure out where I heard this from. So maybe you guys can later when we talk about it. So, so before we get into tonight's show, uh, just give you guys a heads up. Um, next week is our annual, or I should say, no, excuse me, not next week. The week after would be our um, our regular Monday night. It would be the third Monday of the month. But because a lot of people are headed to Las Vegas that week, we're going to be moving our training night, which is usually the twenty first, or would have been the twenty first. We're moving it to next Tuesday, so it'll be the fifteenth. We would have gone to Monday, but something about Valentine's Day and and you know people doing something. Thing. I don't know. Yeah, I got DJs. a big date. We don't have anybody. I yeah. got a big date. Yeah, so we can't do it Monday night, so we're going to be coming back uh, next Tuesday. I can't even say that with a straight face. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll be your Valentine, MJ. Yeah. Uh, no, thanks. So, this, so next Monday night, uh, we will be doing a show of some sort, You know, probably talking about all the things, all the music that we love. That would be fun. Um, and then Tuesday night will be the, the uh, training night. And it's going to basically be focused on creating crates and giving some music suggestions and tips uh, that people use or think are going to be big this summer. So um, let's say I think we've got Rachel and Brian's going to be doing a spot. You know, I'm just I'm just going to be blanking. Jay's going to be doing the Jay's going to do some of the after after thing. He's going to do something. I can't remember who's going to be doing. It. I've, I've got it written down and, and we'll be sending an email out tomorrow. But. Yeah, I'm just drawing an actual a blank on that. So uh, that'll be next Tuesday night at eight o'clock Central, going till ten. Excuse me, eight o'clock Eastern to ten o'clock Eastern. So that's that. <sighs> okay, let's jump into tonight's topic. Okay. So MJ's been making a list and checking it twice. Checking it twice. Yeah. This is going to be awesome. So the idea about tonight's show is I wanted to kind of look back at times when. There was the opportunity to take a show 
and we either chose to take it and we regretted it later, and maybe some of the reasons why we regretted it later, and or the times where there was an opportunity to do something and we passed, and then we look back on it later and we regretted that we should have taken it and we didn't. And that's really... Uh, Really what I wanted to uh, kind of dig into tonight, because throughout our, if you've been doing this for a while, you're going to be having opportunities for both sides, mainly one more than the other. Uh, but there's going to be some times where it just wasn't a, wasn't what you were hoping for out of the experience. So that's what we want to dig into tonight. So MJ, this is, this is about gigs, <laughs> not dates, right? Because that's a whole different <laughs> True. But there's actually... Uh, getting to that second second part of it where where you were talking that you didn't have any experiences, I'm actually going to branch out not only in the DJ area, but there's been other things where there were that will be applicable to that discussion. People. So. See, it's, it's like I have DJ gigs in one category and none in the other, and I have people in this category. <laughs> So so yeah we'll we'll be having kind of a, a discussion a uh, discussion about about tonight so 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 let's let's kind of start off uh, MJ you said you had you had a, a list of of give us one of your first examples uh, of of events that you took and uh, afterwards you <laughs> you want you want you want the, the 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 good story first yeah of course we always love good first, stories you got to do something strong here. All right, so way back in the day when I was still a vocal performer, I also DJed while I was doing it and people could hire me for either. Well, my booking agent booked me for this youth rally and it was about halfway out during the out in the state. Um, I want to say Freedom Freedom PA or something. Dan, I don't know if you know it. It's like down on as the turnpike goes across, it's like halfway through the state down in the turnpike area. And I went to this thing and I pull up to this church out in the middle of nowhere for this youth rally. And he's like, yeah, we're down in the field. I beg your pardon? <laughs> he's like, yeah, we're down in the shed down there. I'm like, uh, how do I get my equipment down there? Or you just drive down there. And that time, I, those of you don't know what a Toyota Celica is, it's a really <laughs> low sports car. And that's what I drove. I had a bright red Toyota Celica for years. And he wanted me to take my Celica down through the field with my gear. Um I did it, meh, whatever. Um, but uh, one of the things in the rider, because I had a booking agent at that time, he took care of a lot of stuff, was that uh, for that gig, because I was doing it for um, a donation, I wasn't I wasn't contracted as a paid gig. It was a don't they could donate whatever that. There's another word for that. I can never remember what it is. And that's what I was doing it for. And one of the things for that is that they have to provide sound. And I said, I also have multimedia with the stuff I do. Do you want that? He's like, yeah. I'm like, are you able to provide like a screen or projector or something? Yeah, we'll have all that. We'll have the speakers and everything. I'm like, oh, great. So I get down there. No joke. They have a guitar amp for a speaker. Not guitar amps, a guitar amp. Single, huh. Singular. And the yeah, you're only one person. You don't need more than one. Yeah, exactly. But there was supposed to be a band, too. But it, it just gets so much better from there. Um, and the multimedia stuff was a TV. Back then, it was a tube. It was not a flat screen. It was not giant by any means. And I'm like, uh, is this the stuff? And they're like, yeah. Okay. I roll with it because that's the way I am. I roll with it. So everybody shows up. They're ready to start. I'm like, where are the kids? 
And they're like, well, we, we thought people would come out. I'm like, well, where's your youth group? And they're like, well, I don't know. <laughs> what? There were literally adults there and a couple children with the adults. And they're like, well, do you want, I mean, like, what do you want to do here? He's like, just do your thing like you normally do. And I'm like, for what? He's like, yeah, just treat it like normal. I'm like, okay. So I get up and I play a couple of songs and I'm literally standing there looking at the adults, looking at me. And, and I'm like, not much else I can do. Cause they hired me for DJing, not performing, just DJing. Cause they wanted a DJ at the party. And uh, I do a couple of songs. Somebody else gets up and oh, beginning of it, before I started that, I know this is a really long story, but before I started, he's like, can you play some Celtic music? And I'm like, at a youth rally? <laughs> Like, okay. <laughs> so uh, I play to nobody. And then the person who gets up to speak says, okay, tonight what we're doing is that we are going, uh, this is kind of a purging night. And I'm like, what? <laughs> he goes, yeah, we we're, we built a bonfire so you could bring things to throw into the bonfire that you don't think you should have in your life. And one of the first things my kids are going to do, and he had children, uh, their, their Power Ranger sleeping bags are going into the fire. And... <laughs> And they ended up doing a, a collecting thing, and it was split between me and the person who spoke what they collected. And they handed me a dollar thirty, and I told them, "You guys need this more than me." And and uh, it just was a horrendous experience on so many levels. And I I kind of wish from that point out that I was really going to start fetting uh, uh, through what the booking agent was doing to clarify things. Um, and we started getting really specific about stuff in the riders. Like we would ask for uh, every, he wanted every one of his band members to ask for something specific. So they knew if they read the rider or not, and mine was room temperature, bottled water. And, and they're like, Oh, we just, we have this on ice. And that's why we put it there. But that mm -hmm. was probably the worst one I think I've ever had. Um, I was like two hour drive at least there. To play two non-Celtic songs, watch them burn children's toys, and go home. But it gave you a story. Oh my God. That it did. And when I was going home, I'm talking to my booking agent because I'm like, soon as I got out of like eyesight of them, I'm calling, and I'm like, well, at least it's gonna be a story I can tell. So, <laughs> yeah, it was. That was one that I, like I said, it, it's, it's. I regret taking it, but that was on me for not being more specific and checking and just trusting him. And he probably, because he always booked me for good gigs. Mm -hmm, this was like mm -hmm. the one time that it wasn't. So that was on me for not checking more. Yeah. So. Hmm. <sighs> wow. Every I, I, time I, I see a guitar amp, I think about rocking out DJ. Yeah. To, with a guitar amp. That's, that's, you probably, guitar amp with no back. That's one of those old amps that didn't have a back. Oh, oh. even better. Yeah. Nice. Nice. With the Radio Shack sub in there. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Well, that, yeah, my Mike's here. I've got, I've kind of kind of classified things into different areas. I've got my corporate um, regrets. I've got my wedding regrets, and I have the the who I performed for re regrets with uh, within the, those realms. I have a wedding one too. So when you're ready to bunch those together, I actually have one. For okay. You. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of jump to the the corporate ones. Those were back uh, in that kind of that 90s. We did a lot of corporate events, and we were the kind of go to uh, for one of the hotels up in um, up in the the uh, Alexandria area where we did a lot of our work. 
And she would basically, it wasn't a booking agent kind of thing, but she would refer us to everyone. And it got to the point where I wasn't doing much uh, uh, vetting, as you were saying there, MJ. I mean, it was, you just, uh, oh yeah, the last four have been great. And there were times where I was doing, I was doing a karaoke up in their bar upstairs. And this particular group was one of them that was, they, they would, 14, 15 people, and they would drink a keg of beer that at the show that night oh my gosh did those people drink and they were they were obnoxious i i ended up losing two sure microphones that night wireless microphones because i thought well you know this is a nice hotel and everything so i should have better quality microphones for them to use uh, just was a uh, a horrible night with damage damaged equipment different things and because they were a it was through the hotel that they were the ones who kind of recommended me I didn't really want to go and you know say, "Hey, you guys ruined my gear. Please fix this or you know re replace it." It was basically one of those nights where you you lost money, even though you made you know made the I don't know I think it was five hundred dollars on a Thursday night type of thing at that time, which was pretty good money for it. I still ended up losing money because of having to buy replacement microphones. And at the end of the night, after doing it, it's like never again. <laughs> I've got to have a little bit better feel for. Uh, for who I'm working with. I thought, I thought John was going to say, yes, on the way home, they called me and said, hey, we're doing it again next week. Do you want to come? <laughs> no, no. And well, back, this is, this is, I think we were just to get about ready to get into the bag phones. Um, but oh, they, oh, okay. they okay. weren't, they weren't a thing yet. But I did take um, another corporate event. Uh, it was probably six months later. Well, it would have been the, the, that was a fall and then it would have been the summer, the next summer. And it was one of those where they started, and they're like, "Hey, we need to, you know a, we need a DJ, and we're going to need some some uh, some lights uh, to uh, illuminate uh, some some silent auction items." No problem, I can easily do that. And here's the price. Well, the lights for the one table became lights for more tables and more tables. And by the time we were we were getting to the day of, I think I I think I had rigged jerry rigged together about 15 different light spots around the rooms on all these different tables because that's what they wanted, but. They were saying that uh, we'll, we'll we'll take care of it. How much? How much of the? Yeah, they're, they're charging. This is what they they were. Yeah, we, we'll we'll take care of it that night. There won't be any problem with it. Well, that was the person who was in charge of it, and I just the way it, she didn't want to have a contract written up with this additional stuff because we had the initial contract, but we didn't. And uh, there was some red flags on that, but it's like, okay, well, gosh, if I can get the the amount for each one of those, that's going to be like a two or three thousand dollar day. Ooh, ooh, that would be great, you know, for midweek type stuff. Well, it turns out that uh, she was fired a few days before the event, even though the event was going on and I had all the lighting stuff there that I had purchased and had shipped up and, you know, ready to go. So I had, I think, around $1,400, some twelve, fourteen dollars $1,400 worth of equipment I purchased. And because I didn't have a contract with her and it was only her word and she's gone, they gave me my check for $400 for being the DJ and that out the door, uh, out the door I was. Just... One of those situations again, where you're like, "Ugh, I wish you would have, would have been more careful." Contract, contract, contract. I literally have in my contract, and this is something that you, we've talked about before, where it says, "If the gig turns out not to be what you labeled it as, I have the right to leave for full price or renegotiate the price." Mm -hmm. Because I had a friend of mine got hired to do a family reunion, it ended up being a wedding. Uh huh. So it's that's the sort of thing that you know contracts 
Don't I don't care if they're your best friend. Screw that. You're getting a contract. Mm-hmm. Which I I have a story about that. So yeah, <laughs> well, that'll be in the friends the friends section. That, well, so. that's in the wedding <laughs> one too. Oh, so uh, yeah, that's got yeah, they're kind of an overlap there. So Dan, what do you got? Uh, so so for mine, it, mine we're going to jump into the wedding thing because that sure. that was probably one of the yeah. things that uh, the biggest red flag for me. So I had a I had a wedding and this this has probably been maybe about eight years ago now, and girl calls me up and says, Hey, you know, I I'm interested in, in having you do my wedding. I said, great. You know, let's go ahead and meet. Perfect. No problem. I show up. So I had to drive from where I'm at. I had to drive probably 45 minutes for this meeting. I get there. The meeting lasts all of five minutes for me basically to walk in, sit down, say hi to her. And she goes, let's, let's go ahead and sign a contract. Did not get my spiel, did not get, you know, go through anything. This is not somebody who saw me at another wedding. So it was a little weird, but it was one of those things like, all right, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to sell. Like, boom, she's she's interested. But it was weird that she was we needed to drive all the way. She pays me in cash, like for the for the retainer. Okay. Um, everything seems to be going well. We we sit down for our planning meeting. That seems to be okay. Again, pays me in cash, right? No big deal. Uh, but again, very quick. Like, like here's everything. Okay, she knows what she wants. Get to the wedding. Very weird. Very kind of backwards. Um, during the middle, grandma takes a spill. Um, goes down. So obviously all music needs to stop. At the end of the event, you know, Hey, yeah, we want to keep going. We've got the place. Let's let's go and keep going. Okay, it'll be it'll be this price for it. Absolutely, yep, uh, no problem. Uh, we'll take care of it. Um, the end couldn't take care of it. Was we'll, we'll get it to you. We'll get it to you. Okay, call them up. Hey, this is how we can take care of it afterwards. Well, you you stop the music for a half an hour, so we don't think we should have to pay for the extra half an hour. <laughs> and 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 if you decide to come after us, we're gonna blast you with a review. Okay. So it was just from the beginning. There there was just I felt like there was a lot of things. Like looking back, you know, somebody who's never seen me before, who, at, and at that time, like social media, my presence on there was not enough where you could go. Well, we could get a really good feeling of what you do because we can check out like twenty thousand videos of what you've done. No, it was. Like somebody who was that eager to jump into things was like, hmm, you know, then, then, you know, grandma going down, that, that was not necessarily a red flag, but it was still one of those things that kind of happened, but then just like how it was handled at the end and then just the way she went. And then I ran into the, the decorator maybe about six months to a year later. And, uh, she kind of shared a very similar type of, of after event type of story. And that was a family friend. Oh like a, a friend of the mom. Um, and so it was just like things like that. It just, it just, Oh, but it like got punched afterwards. Like now I go to the point where, you know, when, when I'm meeting with my couples, any couple who's like, let's do this. It's like, let's have a little meeting. Like I, you know, we don't have to meet in person. We can do it over zoom. Like let, let's just chat a little bit mm -hmm. and, and let me just get your story. Let's just talk, you know, let's get to know each other a little bit. And, and if I get one of those types of moments, it's like, uh, nope, sorry. Like, forget it. I'm not the person for you. Yeah. Yikes. Jeez. 
So while Dan was telling that story, it brought back I think three different uh, three different uh, experiences that I, I hadn't even thought about talking about tonight. Specifically, when it came to the the money side of it, the experience with the professional check bouncer, um, the one at uh, the one wedding where the the bride and groom were almost exactly what you were describing, and they just wanted to get you hired. And then they the uh, day of the wedding, they didn't have any money, so we made them open up their cards before we would start playing. Um, and they they opened up their cards and didn't have enough money to, for us to play the whole show, so we only played half a show until they could either get more cash or we were gonna we were leaving. We ended up leaving. Um, and then uh, the the last one, I, I that one I'll, I'll go into more detail, but yeah, the uh, when it comes to the money side of it, uh, things there can be. <laughs> A lot of a lot of issues there. Uh, MJ, you said you had a wedding one. What were you? Wedding and money, all in the same story. Oh. So I used to, uh, again, touring, and there were uh, a band, and there were sisters, and one of the sisters was getting married, and like, well, we have to have you for the wedding. I'm like, all right. And I'm like, what would you charge? I'm like, I don't know. Whatever you guys want. You know, it's not going to be anything all that big. And then it became something big. And they're like, uh, are you sure this, you know, just the, the, the little amount's going to be enough? I'm like, yeah, just, I'm not going to stress over it. And do the gig that day. Had a horrible time because I hate weddings so bad. I just had a miserable, I mean, you could have paid me thousands and thousands of dollars. I still would have had a miserable day. And uh, they go on their way. And I think, like I said, because we were friends, we toured. I thought they'd catch up with me later. Didn't hear from them. I checked with my booking agent. He's like, well, call them. And I'm like, okay. I called him and he's like, well, why are you calling now? I'm like, what do you mean? Why am I calling now? He goes, it's been like a month or two. I'm like, I, you were on your honeymoon. I just figured, you know, he goes, we thought you were just doing it as a wedding present. I'm like the minimum I'm going to charge is like a thousand dollars. I'm not, I'll give you 50 bucks and I'll stay home. (laughs) And, uh, I talked to the bride's father and he he's, you know, cause I thought he was kind of common sense. He's like, yeah, you definitely should have gotten paid. And I just didn't push it cause they were friends. And that became my turning point for never doing weddings again, because it's just, I just don't like them to begin with. And you can't pay. Like I have this belief in a pay to pay, pay to pain ratio. So if it's a pain, you're going to have to pay me a lot. <laughs> if it's house music or something like that, I'll come and do it for free. But there just isn't enough money in it for me to come and do a wedding because there's just too much of a headache, too personal, too many emotions, too many everything. It's drama day, and I don't want drama second, let alone drama minute, drama hour, or drama day. You can keep that. I don't care. And I'm going to look at you and go, you do know that you're a 50-50 chance of even making this w- wedding work. <laughs> oh, that's not true. What about your parents? Oh, dad's on his third, mom's on his second. Statistically, they are in half. You know, <laughs> I, I said, so I'm, I'm just, I, I've decided that I would care more about their marriage than their wedding day. Wedding day, to me, in that sense, is not important. You could have the best wedding day in the world and your marriage can suck. But if you have a good marriage, the wedding day doesn't matter. It can be a couple of people standing around sharing a day. So it's just to me, it's it's what the amount that people pay for weddings is just, I know all of our audience is wedding people. So I'm tick my, here's my disclaimer. I'm going to tick you all off. Um, it's stupid what people pay for weddings. Put it towards a house. I guarantee 
not being in debt will save some of those marriages. Oh yeah. That that is definitely. So so MJ, when did you start writing for the knot? I mean, are you I've had so many people. I had what's his name, Bill Herman, get mad at me one day. We were on a show, and I was talking about that. He's like, "Well, just let the people spend the money on whatever they want to." I said, "They can spend the money on whatever they want to, but I'm telling you, um, you're ta- honestly, you'd rather go in and 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 put yourself in debt. What's the average wedding nowadays, guys? Forty thousand, probably forty thousand dollars. Somewhere you 30, realize 40. if you put forty thousand dollars away." In your twenties, you'll have a million by the time you retire. It's you know that logic is actually what Brandon, my my son. For those of you who don't know, his second uh, son is getting married here um, in May, and he's been using that law logic. Is that okay? So every thousand dollars I put into the wedding that I don't put into my my four hundred one k is X amount when I hit forty, and it's a pretty substantial amount to use. And that was really the discussion the first probably month or two of their planning. And now talking to him today, it sounds like that that thought process has kind of gone to the back burner a little bit as as uh, they're getting closer to her, her half of the discussion. Kind of, kind of became <laughs> yeah, 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 a minimum they, half, right? I think there's a little yeah. more. Yeah, I don't, to me, I just look at parents buying the you know doing the wedding, and I just think if they were to invest in the kids and buy them a house or put that money down on a house. Um, because a lot of them are going to have college loans, you know, on top of all this, that how much better, how much a further step in life they would have that way. Because that, that's why I want to invest in someone's life, not their day. Mm-hmm. You know. So talking about friends, uh, friends uh, doing events for wedding, uh, for weddings for friends. I've done that. Obviously, we all have. And um, probably the one that would stood out the most was, and it was the biggest pain. Uh, love the folks. They're nice folks. They hired me, and I knew going in that they didn't like to dance. They were not the dancing type. They were the kind who would just love to sit around and social. They would be the ones by the campfire and enjoy that type of a night with music in the background. Knew that going in, but they said, oh, yeah, we've got friends and family that really love to dance, so we're going to—it'll be fun. Well— this is before I had fully developed that theory that if the if the couple don't care to dance and the wedding party don't care to dance, we're looking at a flop. Um, because that's a big part of the success of it. If the bride and groom are having fun on the dance floor, if some of the wedding party are out there with them having fun, we have a better chance of having success. I am not a miracle worker. I can't make people go out and dance if the bride and groom look like they're in pain on the dance floor because that pain radiates. So they didn't like to dance. Okay, still took the show because it was, you know, friends and I wanted, well, because of, of that, not only did they, they not dance, they wanted to have their, their music and do the things as we would have danced. And um, we ended up chasing most of the crowd away because they just didn't, uh, the couple didn't dance and people were like, well, you're playing this music to dance and we want to dance, but they don't, they don't want us. They aren't dancing, and it's like, should we? Shouldn't we? So most of the guests left early, and you've got this this thing going on where the couple were telling throughout the night that this guy's the best DJ we've ever seen. We love this guy. He's a great DJ. Our dance floor is going to be so. And they were setting this expectation and this this bar so high throughout the early part of the night that by the time we got to the dance and people were wondering if they should dance or not, and took taking the key from the bride and groom, they didn't. So it's like, okay, this really makes me look bad. And granted, it's not all about me on this day. 
but you just feel like you know about this tall when they're bragging you up for the first two hours of the day and then when it comes time where the bragging you know the the you know the pedal shit at the road or and there's it just flops so that was one of those situations that uh why the the whole theory of the what if the wedding party doesn't dance or the couple don't enjoy dancing either we have to adjust expectations ahead of time or we just don't do the things like that or hire a dancer oh, yeah or hire dancers yeah So, uh, so speaking, speaking of dancing, that, that reminds me of one, this was early on in, in, in my career and I had this couple and, and there were no red flags with this. Like the, the couple was really nice, really down to earth. Everything seemed to be going well with it. Uh, the planning was good, but the one thing that stood out with the planning and, and, and MJ will get kind of a, a kick out of this. I don't have a problem with country music. Okay. I'll play country music, but that's all they wanted mm. like that was it nothing else like a friend and of mine it, used to say she goes there's a difference between country and country yeah well i don't think we were quitting that <laughs> <Okay>. but <laughs> but it was one of those things where like that was that was the only thing they wanted. okay fine that's that's what you want no big deal um i'll, I'll do it the problem was while they were avid country fans and while there was a couple of their friends that would go out and they would do, this is when like country line dance nights were, were big and popular. And, and, you know, they would kind of go out with some of their friends, or whatever. There was not enough for, for this, for the wedding that there was. And then on top of that, you know, I, I often tell my couples like your, your guests are going to go where you are. So if you're not near the dance floor, they're not going to be either. This was something that I've started saying to them years after what happened here. But if you decide to leave your own wedding and go home, granted, it was to get the checkbook to pay the venue or the caterer or something mm -hmm. like that. But they were gone for like a good hour, hour 15. And during the time that they're gone, their guests just left. Yeah, yeah. So, so we started out with like a, a decent sized room, got a couple, maybe 15, 20 people dancing at one point, And then there was nothing. And keep in mind, the only thing they wanted was country. Nobody else, you know, a lot of the oh, people just no. really left and they, like, I couldn't pull anything to, to really get them going. And it just, it just tanked. It just, to the point that we actually finished, I think two hours early because when they came back and there was like, there was maybe 10 people left. They're like, yeah, it's okay. We're, you know, and I'm so, I'm sorry. I said they, when you weren't here, they, they left mm -hmm. and they're like, it's okay. And they, they, like, they didn't blame me, but it was one of those things where you just felt like, ugh, like th that was just horrible. Me. I've said it before and I will say it again. Hashtag country music sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it had much to do with the music or I'm blaming it on that because that, that, that well, we've had those experiences too, where the <laughs> couple will leave for whatever reason, or, you know, the bar hopping that used to be so prevalent. I don't know if that was something that you guys experienced out there, but you know, from the church between the church and the venue, we're going to go bar hopping or the few times that I've had it recently is, and I said recently, probably in the last five to 10 years ago, um, after dinner, we're going to go and hit a couple of bars and we'll be back for the first dance at whatever o'clock, you know, it's going to be. It's like, 
If you guys leave, you do know what's going to happen, don't you? Well, yeah, our, 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 all of our guests are going to go with us and we're all going to go bar hopping together. You're not going to have 150 people go bar hopping with you. Maybe 50. And an attrition will take out the rest. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't so much the music, but the music, the fact that it was a, it was such a narrow selection that did not appeal to their guest list that, you know, it, it very well could have been all Huey Lewis and, and they would have left it five seconds rather than, than 20 minutes. I'm thirsty. My throat's been hurt. It's good. Yeah. I'm kind of doing that. Yeah. No, see, see, I, um, I, we, and, and we so, moved over to, 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 you know, the, yeah, that's just not right. Not right. Yeah. <sighs> <clears throat> All right, I have two that are very tied together in the way they are. And you guys might have had an experience like this. I mean, I, it's kind of unique for me because it was what I did a lot. Um, but being the DJ, the performer, I would get hired to uh, MC concerts. Like the guy that introduces the band. Sure. And all kinds of stuff like that. And I had two of them that were just absolutely terrible experiences. One was up in that festival that I told you I did up near you in Sioux Falls. They they said, well, you're performing on the other stage during the, the, t the time you come over and, and uh, host the Battle of the Bands. The Battle of the Bands was a little bit more than just music. <laughs> they were bad-mouthing each other. It was, it was rough. Uh, I felt lucky to get out of there with my equipment. I mean, it was bad. Um, I'm calling my booking agent. I'm like, please come back to the festival and get me. I'm not taking the shuttle back. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so he came and got me and the same thing was another one here in town and i don't know if you guys know a hip-hop group called the taylor gang dan you probably heard of them mm -hmm. they're part of um um i don't i don't want to know it's, i'm gonna say wiz khalifa but i don't know if they're part of his crew they're from here oh okay and uh they were the like the main act for the whole thing that i'm introduced and i and i i got booked through that through one of the guys who used to promote the club stuff when we would do the fashion nights and I was the MC for the fashion nights and they were always really classy. So when he had me come do this, I thought it's going to be that kind of thing, but it wasn't, it was <laughs> real rough to the point where I'm standing there. People are going, when are they coming on stage? And I'm like, I've got to announce them. Where are they? They're like, they're upstairs getting high. And I'm like, they have supposed to go on 30 minutes ago. They'll be down. <laughs> so, it got to the point where I'm like, I'm, I'm going to call the cops that people are doing drugs here. I was so sick of it. And they finally came down. And again, their name is the Taylor gang. I intentionally introduced them as Taylor Dane. You guys don't even know who Taylor, do you know who Taylor Dane is? Is yeah, that yeah. okay? I just want to make sure. Yeah. And I intentionally introduced him as Taylor Dane and walked off the stage. <laughs> and they were high. They didn't know. Yeah, they, they're like, they, they, um, trust me, when they walked down those stairs, it was like a fog machine following them. Just, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm just gonna, I'm done. I'm done. <sighs> um, yeah, so a lot of stuff like that to where you always gotta ask. Like I said, because always make sure there's security. <laughs> I can't, and that's why I like clubs because there's always security. That's why I really like working at the casinos. Because they tell me stories of stuff that happens. You don't see it happening. You don't see the people being escorted out. It yeah. just gets taken care of. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and that's what I like. Uh, so that's why some of these ones that, you know, like we said, vet them, check them out, make sure, put, draw lines in the sand for yourself if you have to. Um, those are just two bad experiences I had with just hosting, DJing and hosting. So I DJed between the bands and introduced the bands and both were just, and I had a lot of great ones. Trust me, I had some great ones that I got, I got to meet and hang out with some really big name people and speakers and stuff. But those two, oh my gosh, hmm. just makes me want to avoid people. That's all I got to say. <laughs> you guys are in my studio. Get out of my, st- hey, yeah. you kids, get out of my studio. Get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. They, the people watching tonight probably think I'm like the most miserably unhappy person. I'm like, no, no, seriously, I'm really yeah. happy because I'm away from people. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't have to deal with these. I don't deal with these anymore. Uh, so I've got I've got uh, kind of a combination of a school and and I suppose it'd be kind of a corporate one. But there was a period of time in the late '90s where we started to to we were doing a lot of high school dances and we were kind of drifting into the junior high and even elementary dances were a thing for for 10 minutes here in the central part of the state so we were doing these throughout the year there were some years a couple of years there that i think i did like 20 uh, school dances myself during that period of time and we would we had a pretty good following and a pretty good name in some of these communities and we we wanted to do is kind of bridge that into starting to do dances where um the schools would uh, we we would basically be taking the door at these because in the bar that was a big thing. Uh, it was we could make more money in the nights we were taking the door at the some of the bars, and we thought you know let's do this at some schools. There were some schools at that time where we could clear close to a thousand dollars at the door, and for us at that time when our biggest or most expensive show we offered was like seven hundred dollars, that was a good payday we felt. So there we put that out there as a. Uh, as a thing to do for spring dances, not proms, but we were marketing to some schools. And we had a school that um, we'd never been to before. And uh, it, their, their junior high and high school in that community, uh, we, we'd done a lot of dances. And it's like, okay, so we, we know we've been there. We've had some really good crowds. But this was the elementary. They wanted to do an upper elementary dance. And it's like, well, goodness, they have like 120, 130 kids per grade level. Uh, they're going to have fourth, five, and sixth graders. And those kids will be there like 80% of them. So we thought this is going to be a great, we're going to do, we'll do the door thing. And the uh, week week or so before the, the advisor or teacher calls and she says, just want to give, are you guys still wanting to do that? You know, and, and instead of going to a flat fee, it's like, well, why are you? She goes, well, I'm just kind of worried that you guys may not make much money off the, off the dance. It's like, how many kids are grade level? The, the hundred and whatever. It should be we'll, we'll be fine you know I'm, I'm thinking you know we're, we're looking at a huge payday coming out of it get there that night we set up the nice show and we have everything ready to go four kids show up that was oh! it. for some reason she knew that there was going to be like nobody showing up for this thing and it's like they had they had games on the sides and they had the dance and it was but for i don't know what it was at that time this is pre-social media so it wasn't that but yeah, the, no kids showed up. So I think I think we made like sixteen dollars, sixteen or you know twenty bucks. And I think she ended up feeling bad, and she gave gave us a check for a hundred bucks, which you know covered the gas to get there, type of thing. And that was it. But um, so continuing on, and we get into summer, and we were still trying to to work on the, these the kind of family events, and and the county fairs were allowing. It, they we marketed heavily to the county fairs to go and do entertainment at these fairs in the evening. And our options were again to take the door or to um, to to do some um, 
to do some uh, uh, some of them we were charging a flat rate well we had one we decided we're going to do the door thing uh, because it was a really big uh, county fair and it's, they usually had had a band for the kids and this year they were going to do a dj and it was in an area where they should we should be known and um and we get there and and set up and doing everything and getting ready to go and a thunderstorm comes through and basically shuts down you know heavy rain wind everything and the kids are gone they then they don't come back and i don't think we had anyone at that uh, at that dance and we were expecting somewhere around that 500 to uh, five to seven hundred kids uh, should have been coming through there and the person in charge was apologizing and can we do anything for you and you know me, me being you know it's like no nope, this is we agreed upon that and that's what it's a risk we took but yeah it was uh, it was it was a period of time where trying something new ended up biting us in the butt multiple times way more than it actually worked out for us but it was something that we had to do to uh to learn from our mistakes Huh. <laughs> uh, for those who are new to DJing, uh, there are good experiences. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're if talking. you tuned in and you have not been doing this long, there are some wonderful experiences in the world of DJing. We're just giving some one-offs. Yeah, you know, you're talking. You're talking. Uh, you know, what do we have between the three of us? Uh, you know, sixty. Uh, Many more years than we're going to admit. Yeah. I have 34 years of paid DJing. Uh, it's 34 for me, and I've got to be right there with you. So we're probably pushing 90 to 100 years worth of DJing experience between the th with the three of us here. So, yeah. I have 34 years of being paid DJ and, 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 and three months of being a good paid DJ. <laughs> Well, but see, not the past three months. That, this is a while. No, 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 that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. I hit a certain point. It was all down. <laughs> you know, once I once I started to to really hone in on how to use Megaseg at the highest level, things really took off for me. I was good there for a while, and then things went south. You got to make sure you're on the right side of the cup. Yeah. The other time <laughs> it was it was Huey Lewis, so I had to reshow it. <laughs> Turn the cup. Uh, a few of the good ones. Well. Well, I've got one. I, that, this is where I, I'm hope I was hoping <coughs> so much that I would come up with some good ones hearing from you guys, and I still can't think of any uh, gigs that I wish that I didn't take that I wish I would have. Okay, so let, we'll bridge we'll bridge to that because uh, I had one last one uh, with a, oh, wed okay, a wedding ahead. one, and then I'm not going to go into too much detail. But it was uh, a, a wedding where we had everything booked and everything was going well, and then like two weeks beforehand, something happened, and they never told me what, but all of a sudden. Her whole family hated the groom. The groom's family would not come to the wedding. They, he was the groom was literally the only one from his family at the wedding, and the bride's family hated the groom. And wedding day. It was one of the most uncomfortable days because, it it, it if I treated it more like a family reunion for her side, we were good. But if I did anything where where, the um, we were doing you know, the first dance, there was a lot of this going on type of thing they hated the groom and i i don't even i couldn't tell you because they like were gone and i've never i've never heard of or never seen them again but it was the the darndest thing where i've had it where they've people have been like oh this wedding's never gonna last you know they just they just don't get along that well you've had those weddings but not ones where and the only thing we could ever 
guess is that you know something happened two weeks ahead of time and it was probably nothing uh, you know that infidelity type thing that happened type of situation but no one would say anything they just were not too happy with him you need okay. to look them up on Facebook and just see if they're there still. I, I couldn't even remember their names. I just remember the the look uh, looked. Uh, he looked at like one of these guys that you would see on one of these forty eight hour shows, the one that they were investigating for like killing thirty seven people. He had that look to him. It's just just, it, just he probably he probably pulled a really good looking woman. Because that's usually the way it is. Yeah, she was she was a real a real nice young lady, and that's uh, there but, you go. But, I'm too nice. I need to be uglier. I need to be meaner. Nah, and, I can't be that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't shower okay. any less than I already do, so, so that's down the drain. So events that I wish I would have taken um, that I didn't uh, in the DJ the DJ world, uh, there was a couple of times where we've had. Uh, Businesses come to us and say, hey, we would like to have you because we were a house DJ for 10 years. And uh, during that time, I had three other bars that came to us and asked us if we would come and and do that. You know, one case, they wanted us to leave that one and come to them in town. One of the situations I kind of wish we would have taken at that time, it was in a different town. So we could have actually kept the two at the same time. And I didn't do that. And and probably a year later, they uh, they started doing weddings. And they started doing bigger weddings, and they would have been a referral source. And and a uh, they what they were after was exactly what I personally was doing at that time, and that variety. And 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 that's why you know they came asking. Uh, they were offering more money, but the the only downfall is is I didn't know. That, you know, I looked at it as just a bar gig, and it was going to be a, a multiple nights a week, but bar gig. But it was just. Same thing I'm doing now. It's just now I'd have to do it over there, and I passed up on it. And I look back on that that the referrals that uh, the the DJ who went to there and and did that, you know, became you know kind of a celebrity in the community. And they weren't anywhere as good as I would have been at that time, but you passed it up. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Before Dan gets to his, I want to let you guys in the chat. Let me know if I've if I've made this up in my own brain. <laughs> Or, or I've heard it because I, I asked Dan and John and they don't remember ever hearing this, but I swore there was someone at one of the expos talking about, you know, should you take a gig? Should you not take a gig? And they said something like, if you are 10% or 20% sure you might want to take the gig, you should go ahead and take it. And, and, and apparently I maybe made that up. So if you know of someone while Dan's telling a story that at some expo or some YouTube video talked about, if you're this much sure, take the gig. Let let us know in the chat, okay? So I, I really wish I had a story, but but I oh. don't. It, you know, I know. I mean, it's going to be kind of short in that aspect. But um, you know, I've never. I don't think I've ever had a situation, especially like you know, with, with what John's saying, where you know, I turned something down, and had I had I taken it, it would have led to this. It would have led to this. It would have led to that. Um, from the from the DJing side, I don't think I've ever had that. Like, there's a couple different times where some radio opportunities when I was doing that, there was an offer on the table, and and but it would involve you know moving. And at that point, I was married, and and Brienne was just not willing to go um, away, and so you know turned those down. And then come to find out, I had you know the person who did that then moved over here, and now they're like you know 
and of course i'm not the same person so who knows but it just kind of there's different types of opportunities mm -hmm. but I, i've never been in a in a gig type of setup to where it's been like didn't take it man that that kind of stinks but yeah my the reason i asked that uh because i don't have any of those uh things that i wish i would have taken because i am a firm believer and i that's why i said this because mine i swore the other person said if you're 10 percent sure give it a shot and i'm the other way around if i'm 10 percent hesitant i just don't take it sure and i've never i've i've always trusted my gut and it's never misled me there's so many times where I'm like, you know, that would be a lot of money. And I'm like, I, I'm no, I want to trust my gut. And then someone does it and comes back and tells me, you're so lucky you didn't do this. It was this and that. And I'm like, I just trusted my gut. Yeah. I knew that wasn't a place I was supposed to be. Some of them are just things that I don't want to do as a DJ. Um, there's, there was one uh, not too long ago that they wanted for this big party. And um, I didn't want to do it and ended up finding out that they ended up hiring like these, like, pretty much half naked go-go dancers that were dancing on a stage right next to the DJ. And I'm like, I, I couldn't have done that. I would have been like, you know, I'm done. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I don't, I, I just don't want to be a part of things like that. I've actually gotten opportunities, uh, offers to DJ for ESPN boxing matches. And I'm like, I just don't want to have anything to do with sports where people intentionally hurt each other. I said, no, not going to do it. So I'm, I'm on that end of it where I will, I will walk away from more than I'll take because sure. it's not about money for me. So, you know, the, and, and I don't remember the person who said it. So, so hopefully somebody, nobody in the chat has uh, thrown that out there yet, but the, where I could see that conversation potentially going, because as, as I'm thinking about it, I, I do think of a couple of people that may have said something along those lines from the standpoint of let's assume for a second, you're thinking about trying something new. They're thinking about trying a, a type of event or a, a type of, of gig, whether it be bars, whether it be clubs, something like that. And you get you have an opportunity to do so and do it effectively. If you're 10, 20 percent sure that you might want to try it out, give it a shot because you have an opportunity to try something, learn from it and then decide from there on ever if you ever want to do it again, as opposed to the as opposed to the gut a gut feeling about an event you know that, that i think that's a little bit different where you know i i'm doing these types of events something just doesn't feel right about this one you know maybe just a little bit that little hesitation that's enough to say no but if it's one of those things where you're like ah you know what i'm thinking about doing bars and you know what this bar is not gonna like it's not gonna create the end of the world if i suddenly don't do the type of night that i should you know well, like i'm see, trying that's, something. that's where that that I don't know what we, we might as well split the difference and call it the 15%, you know, <laughs> yeah. where it's something that I wanted to try. I will, I will lean that direction. If I have a large pull, like I've made a joke past couple of weeks that I'm downloading, <clears throat> pardon me, more country music. I don't like it, but it's going to keep me DJing. I don't have to play it all night, but it's going to keep me DJing and I don't have to go get a day job. So I I'm strong enough on the higher end of that, where I'm like not cutting the line off. I'm like, well, I'll throw a few things in more, more than I did before. Sure. Um, so, but I'm still that one way that if I'm not, um, even trying something new, I got to be pretty sure that I want to, I have to be really sure that that one night I want to give it a shot. Mm -hmm. Even that one night I have to be really sure. Cause I'm just not going to kick myself the wrong way and come out of that all sad and upset and feel, I mean, cause there's nights I got paid good money that I'm like, wasn't worth it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Had numerous, numerous weddings uh, over the years where that's been the case and they were fine. 
they were everyone had a good time whatever but it was like yeah, yeah no this just i feel dirty i feel depressed i feel it's, it's so funny you say that because when i finished that wedding for my friend that i told you that i hated so much that's what i felt like when i'm walking to the parking lot i feel like i had i it was just um that i was dirty that i just sullied my good reputation of mm. being a cool dj it was so bad i felt so bad sorry by the way a little side note uh, if MJ does come to the expo this year, he is accepting cowboy hats now. Just say, <laughs> and and if Dan shows up and I'm there also, Dan will be accepting uh, uh, slaps upside the head. <laughs> uh, coming up next uh, for those of you out there on any of Facebook, Twitch, wherever YouTube, wherever you're watching, uh, hanging with Howie is up next and uh, chillroom djntv.com slash chill. Pop out there, and Howie and the crew are going to be doing a recording at the first about 20 minutes, half hour. And then after that, it's the hallway talk. So you can turn on the camera and chat and have a good time. Tomorrow night, there will be the last week's recordings going up uh, on YouTube. So you guys can catch uh, the show if you missed them last week from Howie and Brian and Jay. And uh, tomorrow night at 10 o'clock Eastern, then Brian and Jay and Howie will be doing their uh, Tuesday night music show in the chill room at djntv.com slash chill. Awesome. I think that's it for this week. All right. Uh, just want to say, though, don't forget, put in your calendars now if you have it. Uh, the virtual expo coming up on the 15th because it is a different night. It is a little bit different schedule for you. You know, put it in now so you don't forget about that. That's, again, going to be on that Tuesday, the 15th. And keep an eye out for that email from John uh, so you know exactly who's going to be presenting and, and all the, the litany of topics that are going to be uh, thrown out there as well. Well, on that note, thank you very much for taking time out of your, your night to join us. Hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your night and say hi to Howie for us. Have a good one.